0: You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi.
1: Hello and welcome to Orange County's longest running business talk show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and we have a fantastic show planned for you today. Why do you ask? because Tara Zoe is our guest. She's the co-founder for Sober Buddy. Tara, welcome to the program.
0: Hi, and thanks for having me.
1: I'm excited to speak with you. I've enjoyed learning more about your business, and we're going to talk about that today, ladies and gentlemen. So, So let's just get into it. What was your original motivation to create and launch Sober Buddy?
0: Yeah, it really started, you know, I had my own kind of trauma and Uh, shame story that I had to overcome. And when I did, there was this incredible sense of freedom and Mm. like aliveness. And so I really wanted to bring that to other people. And that led me to being a life coach. Um, When I was a life coach, I didn't, on a business perspective, didn't like that whole idea of like trading dollars for hours. You know, It it just didn't feel right. I didn't like that. a A lot of people get left out from that scenario. And, and this isn't a great business model. And so I wanted to expand that into technology. And I created a life coaching app that was called you coached. Mm -hmm. But as you coached progressed, and we tried to really get attention for it and get people onto that platform, it became really evident that we needed to niche down into like one pain point that we could really be excellent at and make a splash in. And so going um, kind of like saying, where can we be the most effective? My father, who happened to already be on the team, is an expert in drug and alcohol recovery. He was part of the team that created the first evidence-based outpatient treatment program for drug and alcohol recovery. And so we knew that... that market was also really ready for some disruption. And so we decided to niche down into drug and alcohol recovery. So that is how Sober Buddy came to be after we started a life coaching app.
1: (laughs) And, And that's a perfect teachable moment, Tara, because I believe, we talked about this a little bit before, that having a niche is so important for early stage companies. And the fact that you pivoted into this niche and now are successful because of it is a living testament, ladies and gentlemen, to the power of that type of thinking. So thank you for sharing your story. What, what's the vision and mission of Sober Buddy?
0: For sure. I think the, the way to understand that is to understand the um, the spectrum of recovery. So a lot of times people will think that there's like one of two buckets you can be in. Either I am totally fine or I'm in crisis. And that's not the spectrum of recovery. There's a whole you know, uh, spectrum across there in between those points where people are suffering with their addiction, right? But mm-hmm. all of the resources were have been historically focused on the crisis moment because that's what insurance will pay for, right? Insurance doesn't even pay for after crisis. You know it's only the crisis moment which is a big thing that's trying to be shifted right now so what we wanted to do is we wanted to provide a resource that would cover the entire spectrum of addiction for the entire length of your healing right because re- because healing from addiction is also a multi-resource and long-term um uh issue that you have to deal with so What we're trying to create is a space for that entire process.
1: So, so let's talk about, let's talk about that because Mm -hmm. it sounds like, and correct me, Tara, it sounds like you went from a coaching practice, sort of the one-on-one to understanding a community aspect of this. Can you, is that right?
0: well yeah you know it ended up be you're you're correct with that because one of the most effective ways to make a massive shift in your life and this is a huge shift you have to change almost everything in your life you know especially if you're in severe addiction um is to connect with the community to connect with other people just like anything connection is usually the answer (laughs) and so um and so you do have to bring in that entire community community element, for sure.
1: I say that because in doing my research to have you as a guest, one of the things that I was able to see was the recording of your New Year's event that you had, and uh, and I was really taken by a couple things, if I could. One is the depth of emotion that people spoke with and many times the commonness of what they were resolving to do differently in the future which makes me think there must be a fantastic multiplier of support in your model uh, that is helping people on their journey
0: you know it's one i just want to say that was such a powerful thing that we did i mean Again, every time I think about it, I'm like choked up. It's, it's a super emotional thing. Because it's one thing, you know, I, I just want to make a side note that with technology, it's really easy to kind of get blurred with data. Hmm. You know, you'll hear 140,000 people are using this right now. And it just starts to feel like a number. And then when you get into groups and you see a hundred people there and their lives are changing, and just a hundred people makes you feel like you're changing the entire world (laughs) because it's just so powerful. Um, And the big thing that I would say that has been a huge factor with us is that we use influencers Mm. for our hosts. And the reason that that is so effective Is because in order to become an influencer, and they're all influencers in the sober space, just Mm -hmm. for clarification, in order to become an influencer, you have to be incredibly dynamic. And you have to have this thing that attracts and like really, um, it motivates and lights people up. And so when we use those people to run these things, you just get the inspiration level is so high. You know, so that's kind of been our business model is to, to draw people in with this really dynamic culture, you know, and so then it starts to come out and then, and then there's this high emotion, you know, um, element that, that is produced.
1: Maybe one of the other videos that I happened to watch was you talking to one of those influencers. I, I, I don't remember the gentleman's name, but he's a videographer. Oh,
0: yes, skinny Vinny is who you're talking about. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes. Yes. He's yes, he's an influencer in the sober space. And he's actually not so much. I mean, he talks about his sober story, but he does, he's part of one of those prank, you know, he's a videographer for one of the prank shows and and it's crazy stuff that they do. But yeah, we've we've really gotten involved. We've made it a huge um, a huge point. To really talk to and be a part of the, um, of the network of people who are really getting out there that are that are notable people who are in sobriety, who have something to say because that is really how do you get a a stigmatized uh, topic to be okay, mm-hmm. you know, and you use cool people. It, it it comes down to that. We're a simple, we're a simple people. Like you know, if you if it's fun and cool, then we'll do it. You know, <laughs> we'll be open to it.
1: Right. And if I could go back to the, your New Year's video that you shared, um, the diversity. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know their background. I can only judge by what they said and, frankly, how they look. So I don't mean to characterize based on superficial. But it seemed to me that in your community, did I understand you correctly, that you have 140,000 people? Yes. That there is tremendous all walks of life. Let's just put it that way. But they face common challenges on a daily basis on their journey to sobriety, don't they?
0: It is. But, you know, it's it's more than the sober issue, because traditionally there has been a lot of kind of segregating with um, with so, sober resources. Um, and a lot of that has to do with that, you know, traditional meetings and things of like that were in person. And so you were really going to your community, what was locally available to you. So now that it's virtual, I mean, we have people from all over the world. And on that call, we had people from Brazil, from Australia, from London, and obviously in the US. Um, but but the diversity you know, is increased because of that. But also we've made it a really big point that we accept, we're like all accepting and all inclusive. And so we're um, whatever method of recovery you use is accepted. Cause that's a big warring point too. It's kind of like religion. Oh, wow. Um, so we're saying, because it's, it's something that's highly emotional. This is the thing that saves your life.
1: Yes. So I it becomes,
0: that. you know, so it, there, it becomes a highly heated topic. So we really tried to create an atmosphere of anything that works for you is what you should use, you know, And um, that's uh, any number of methods, um, or if you just use the sober Betty method, you know, that's okay too. So, um, so I was really happy to see the diversity in that meeting as well.
1: So, So that, that's, that spawned a couple quicker questions maybe. One is how did COVID and the people that, and the fact that people became much more comfortable with Zoom or online meetings, did that influence your business model in any way? Did that help at all with the acceptance of what you were doing?
0: I think for sure. I mean, we, I think it gave people, I think the big thing it did is it gave more of a demographic to it because I think that we had like 25, you know, 25 to 35 would have gone on and done something virtual. <laughs> yeah. But now we can have someone who's 65 in there, you know, and it's totally normalized to them. And I think so, anybody who was hesitant to do something virtual, especially for your mental health or you know, any kind of health thing, that just wasn't something that we did. And now it just doesn't feel odd. You know, it kind of made people have to get past that barrier. And so I think that now it definitely has opened people up to it for sure. So,
1: so how do you reach people who would benefit from your methodology?
0: We do mostly through sober influencers. You know, we do also do ads through like a Facebook or um, uh Facebook or Instagram type ad, but our big thing is going through sober influencers be, and going into the B two C market. We also are bringing on. We've just kind of done this uh, product partnership where they are really focused on the um, crisis points, where it's treatment or like medically assisted treatment or um, intensive outpatient treatment, and then now they're bringing their people in aftercare into the sober Betty community because. Um, we don't want people to have that drop point. We don't want people to get out of treatment, which is historically an issue, and then have no community, and then have to go, you know, suffer through that that point to, to finding new community. Now we can say, here we're gonna we're gonna immediately onboard you into community before you even leave your center, and then you can take that with you wherever you are in the world.
1: So explain to me the sober buddy community, what does a member of this community receive by being a part of it?
0: Yeah, they receive, I think the big thing that they're receiving now is community, but they get, so we basically have, um, we've set out an algorithm of challenges based on evidence-based treatment models where we say, what is your drug of choice and stage of recovery? And stage of recovery determines what stage of healing your brain is in so that we can give you the kinds of um, challenges like actionable tasks and skill building challenges for that stage of recovery um and so you get these little bite-sized challenges again everything is done with a non-shaming and easy to understand language keeping with that like fun and cool non-pressure feeling um they get motivation for their stage of recovery and drug of choice and they also get um mood support so every day the little sober buddy character will ask you how you're feeling and then um empathize with you and give you advice based on your mood stage of recovery drug of choice and which is an incredible that's my favorite part of the app you have a sober tracker it's a confetti sober tracker so it does a confetti explosion for your (laughs) there's nothing like a confetti explosion for your however long you've been sober down to the second and then now we do two groups a day monday through friday led by influencers um on topics based on research and um we have our peer communities and um main chat feed so we've really uh upped it with a with a community there
1: and um the revenue model is this a subscription model?
0: it's a it's a subscription model yeah
1: okay so it seems to me This is the, you know, here, we're doing this live in January, ladies and gentlemen, many (laughs) of you listening to us have made some level of resolution, which is really behavior change. Right. And, And I don't mean to trivialize being addicted and then becoming sober, but in many ways it is reprogramming much of your, you said brain healing, which is kind of the first time on all the shows that we've done in this area that I... appreciate the fact that it is there's a healing process to your brain for sure Did, did this come from the research that your father did how did you bring that concept into sober buddy
0: um yeah we based all of our so it's so there's been a lot of research done he was involved in that research for sure about the stages of recovery and brain healing and all of that But there's been a ton of research done about. Uh, what happens to the brain while um, while it's healing from addiction and from different types of substances? You heal differently because because different substances do different things to your brain. Wow! And so um, opioids are one of the hardest for your brain to heal from, which is mm. why medically assisted treatment is so effective for opioid use disorders. So just FYI, everybody out there, if you're struggling with that, consider medically assisted treatment. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so um and and there's a lot of debate on all of that but really it comes from research and um it's really helpful to know those things because when we tell somebody like for example one of the issues you might have especially if you're on stimulants is that you stop feeling emotion and it can feel like a really scary thing to stop feeling emotion but it will return It's just part of the brain healing. And so if we can tell people, hey, this is what's going to happen. This is what's happening. This is part of your brain healing. Here's how you can help that. Here's skills you can have. Here's little things you can do to help that. And then here's when it should ease up, right? Then that is just a huge tool in your toolbox that's going to give you so much more power over your recovery.
1: Wow, that is Fascinating, and I appreciate the fact that you're giving a little bit of what you know to my audience here today. I found it interesting, Tara, that you did a post about an interaction you had with artificial intelligence, specifically Chat GPT, where you asked it how to stay sober in 2023. I'm wondering from your experience with that platform, one, why did you do that? And what's been the outcome of posting what it said?
0: Um, I did it, like, our it was actually our team that did it because I'm always, I'm fascinated by the future. Like, it I just want to see everything that's gonna happen with all of that. And, um, and so we did it, we're like, well, let's just ask it. Let's see if it has good advice. And it did, it had pretty good advice. You know, it's pre- the pretty general advice that you would give, you know, um, if someone were to ask you that, if we were to write an article about it. Um, Posting it, I mean the the response is I think people are a little afraid of AI, you know. And we talked a little bit about this about how it really makes us feel out of control. Um, we and we don't want to be generalized or believe that a robot can understand our emotions or mm. or things that we're going through. And and I've also had the other end where some of our advisors were like how can we use chat GPT in our product?" And I, and and the thing that i feel like is i'm keeping my eye on the technology i think it's important and prudent to keep our eyes on the technology but i'm also trying to not be distracted by it because i think ultimately instead of looking at like how can we incorporate technology we need to look at what do we need to accomplish and with us it's like a community how do we make people feel more heard more known more seen more supported and is there a technology that can you know make that more so you know for us because at the end it's not like the person with the most advanced technology wins you know it's the person or the company that meets the need you know that that gets adopted you know and so that's how I see it
1: well, I can I see how organizations like yours that have a leading edge mentality about looking for tools, when and if these platforms can assist you, that just makes your ability to deliver your service, it multiplies it, right?
0: For sure. for sure. I, again, like I said, I can, and I think that it's just figuring out which ones can integrate right. and make sense. You know, I think we I always think the simplest, the better, you know, I, <laughs> I
1: agree.
0: And maybe not just experience, <laughs> now, you know, but like, I think the more simplified we can make everything, the more we can just get to the heart of the issue and pull it out. And it feels because, um, especially when you're in a state of massive trauma healing or things of that sort, you can get overwhelmed super easy. And so it's really important to just, you know, there's a there's a certain there's a finesse there that needs to be that needs to be considered.
1: Yes, well said. Let's let us look till to tomorrow. What's the vision for the future of your organization?
0: I the future vision of Soberbuddy is to become this go-to resource, you know, that you know that if you go to Soberbuddy, you'll be able to find any level of care that you need. Right. You'll be able to go into and integrate into a stabilized, sober community that where regardless of your level of um, care that you need, you'll be able to find the resource for that. So that's what we're trying to integrate right now is if you are on just a sober lifestyle change. Um, which would be on the lighter end of the spectrum, right? Where I've, you know, maybe I started drinking too much wine well, during COVID. I need to, I need to cut back on that, and you know, it's a, or I'm just trying to get healthy. Then there's there's resources and community for that. All the way to like, I really do need to go to in person treatment, or I need to, you know stage an intervention for a family member who needs to go to in-person treatment or I need medically assisted treatment or or one-on-one virtual therapy or whatever it may be, we want you to be able to find a trusted resource there and to never have to um, disconnect from your centralized community.
1: I can see how that would be almost ever present because on that continuum, you've touched on I don't know what percent of the population, but it feels like it's a big percent of the global populations in one of those areas. If someone would like to learn more about Sober Buddy or maybe connect with you directly on LinkedIn, how do they do that?
0: Yeah, on LinkedIn, I am Tara Zoe, Z-O-E, and Tara is spelled T-A-R-A. Um, and if you look me up, you can connect with me there, um, to find out more about SoberBuddy, we are at YourSoberBuddy.com, Y-O-U-R-S-O-B-E-R-B-U-D-D-Y.com. And on all socials, other than that, we are at Your Sober buddy.
1: Well, Tara, thank you for giving of your time today to be on the show. I've thoroughly enjoyed getting to know you and understanding what you're doing to help people. I think it's wonderful and I appreciate your time today.
0: Thank you for having me. It's been great.
1: You're welcome. I'd like to thank the audience. You've just been a part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. How about that? Tara's episode was episode number 1414 in our catalog. If you're a peer Orange County entrepreneur like Tara and you would like to tell your story, then please reach out to me. I'm Rick, R I C, Franzi, F R A N Z I. I'm on I'm on LinkedIn, obviously, is that. But also I have a website, Rickfranzy.com. And until the next time we have a chance to be together, I truly hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction.